Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Welcome to Four Town Territory. Stick and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Slareth and Evans kicking it off with first down. When you look at officiating, I don't think it's ever been better in the league. Commissioner Griddle. Well, that, uh, yeah, oh yeah. how that age? How did that age? Oh, it's, uh, it's sharp. It's great. Commissioner Griddle. I think it's a key distinction to make here. Did the Eagles lose this game because of that call? No. They had a 10-point lead at the half. They had plenty of chances to make plays to win this Super Bowl. So did they lose the Super Bowl because of this call? No. But was it a call that should have been made at that time? And did it rob all of us as fans from an opportunity to see what could have been an amazing finish to the Super Bowl instead felt very anticlimactic? Correct. It just, um, you know, I, like I said, you robbed us the opportunity to see if Philadelphia can come back and put together an epic touchdown drive to win by four. That would have been amazing. Or to kick a field goal and then we go into overtime. I mean, one of the great games. It could have gone down. Seriously, it could go down as one of the best Super Bowls ever. Right on the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. But that that call... Hinders that from happening. I think it just calls into question the idea. Do you are you somebody that believes that a penalty is a penalty no matter what and at what stage of the game? Or are you someone like me who believes you call the game different in the fourth quarter? You call the game different in the third period of a Stanley Cup final game. You call an NBA finals game different in the last two minutes of the game. You swallow the whistle. You swallow the whistle in those moments. There, there, it, it should never be decided by a penalty. Here's the here's the deal. I don't. I, I'm not even on that. I know I you. You actually subscribe to the if it's a penalty in the first period, yeah. it's a penalty in the fourth. I I I'm, don't. I'm all over that. But that's not my point. Is that isn't that's not a penalty in the first, second, third, or fourth quarter. That is just not. There is more hand fighting that went on. In that game, on just about every catch and every incompletion, than there was on that particular panel on that particular play. That's the funny thing that official, lead official referee uh, Carl Sheffers. We talked about this last week that he came in with the record, not reputation, record as being one of the most flag tossing heavy refs in the league this year. Right, and yet the game itself was actually. I thought they let him play, which is what made that call so jarring at the end. There was more contact on the first touchdown to A.J. Brown from A.J. Brown. There's more contact. There should have been the OPI. There was more contact on that touchdown than there was on the Bradbury call. I just, it, 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 that, that part is, I don't know, it's just silly. Meanwhile, Jason Kelsey, who uses these uh, post-game Scrums as an opportunity to audition for WWE fame somewhere down the road. 
Figures it's going to be an awkward press podcast with his brother this week. I've talked to my brother more this year than I've talked to him since college, probably. And he's an incredible person. And it's it's been truly a joy. Probably one of my most enjoyable seasons, both as an Eagle and, you know, as a brother. And I'm um, really, really happy for him. You know, it's been awesome to talk to him every week, laugh with him every week. And I look forward to doing that in the off season. Going to be an awkward podcast for me, this next one. But... Can't win them all. Wow. Hey, Travis, take a take a little page there from your bro. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Stay classy. Yeah. Jason Kelsey. Classy. Travis Kelsey. Boob. He is. He is a little Second down. Sean Payton interviewed Rex Ryan as a possible defensive coordinator. Hey, look, if this was 2016, this was 2008, I'd be like all for it. Dude, I love Rex Ryan. Great defensive coordinator. A really good head coach considering he didn't have a whole lot with the Jets, but he still found a way to win. But Mark, he he hasn't he hasn't done any coaching in 6 years. He hasn't been a coordinator in in like 17. That doesn't concern me at all. Not at all. You 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 pick right up where you left off. You have no concern about that. If he got if he gets the job, nope. I don't know. No. Why? Well, I'm con- tell me why. Convince me why. Well, I mean, he's been involved in the game. His brother's been coaching, so I know he's been. I know he's been looking at game plans and discussing trends and all that kind of stuff. Very much like Mike Shanahan wouldn't concern me if Mike Shanahan came back because he's basically consulting with the 49ers. Okay, but. You've you've told me at length the kind of involvement that Mike Shanahan has with the 49ers. Sure. I can't believe Rex Ryan is anywhere close to this kind of envir- uh, involvement with with today's NFL or a, a team or anything like that. Yeah, well, I mean, today's NFL is it's not like it's gone completely haywire. I mean, it, 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 that's the thing that always gets me. The game is the game does not evolve to the point where oh my gosh, I, I don't even recognize it. it's the same crap. Everybody runs. It's just a matter of how often you run and all that stuff. He'd be fine. Rex Ryan's a it, Rex Ryan's a good coach. Third down. The Nuggets bounce back after losing in Orlando. They get the win against Charlotte. Michael Malone on Nikola Jokic averaging over ten assists per game. Well, I think the one number that's really in- improved, increased, and is historic in nature is the assists per game. Obviously, he's going to finish the year with by far the most assists per game for a center in NBA history. And so what do you attribute that to? You attribute that to a healthy Jamal and Michael. You attribute that to adding a guy like KCP, who was amongst the league leaders in three-point percentage. So if you have weapons like that around Nikola, if you're the opposing coach, you have a choice to make. Is it a one-on-one coverage or is it a double team? Michael Malone has what he wants now. This is the roster he Wants, wanted, going into the playoffs. Their eight-man rotation, all veteran players. He doesn't need to worry about playing a Bones Highland or Christian Brown. It's eight guys with the additions of Thomas Bryan and Reggie Jackson in the buyout market. All veterans. He does not have to turn to anyone that he probably does not trust. And that would not have been the case if he was playing a Bones Highland or Christian Brown. That is true. That's 100% true. And that's what he wants. 
He wants veteran guys that aren't going to pout if they get less time. Understand that, hey, man, if I'm called to play 18 minutes, I'm going to give you 18 minutes. If I'm called to play eight minutes, I'm going to give you my best eight. And I'm going to fit in. Listen, I still would have just buried bones and just said, you know, go away and we'll revisit this during the summer and try to make this work. And maybe you come back a little bit more mature. But, man, I was grinding my teeth over the weekend watching Bones post the video of a, a, a private plane taking him over to L.A. And he's sitting back going, yeah, this is it. This is this is the way that you need to treat people. Come on, Bones. Well, see you later. Come on, Bones. You were a fan favorite here. Everyone loved you. Don't sour it on the way out. Because, really, you just look like an immature punk. Well, he, I mean, you just look like the, a punk. Yeah, the, the maturity part The maturity part was bad. Bad. One, two, three. Fourth down. The Avalanche bounced back after the overtime loss to Pittsburgh. And that uh, 5 nothing whitewash at the hands of Tampa Bay. They bounced back with a good win. Over the Florida Panthers, Logan O'Connor getting a uh, shorty. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we didn't necessarily hate our game against Tampa. Um, we didn't think the score is indicative of how we necessarily played, but we knew we needed to clean up a lot of things. Um, I think we did a better job of getting pucks out of our zone, better on the forecheck, and I think that resulted in more of our offensive zone play that gave us success in the game. You feel a little better about the Avs? I know overall the Avs are, are in a nice run right now, but... The way they came out of the break didn't look that hot. You feel better about them after three road games off the schedule and they come away basically with a 500 road trip. Mm-hmm. Six points to be had, they got three. Um, I'd rather them, you know, I mean, obviously, rather, yeah, I'm okay with I'm okay with where they're at. It'll be interesting to see how they, they handle the next group of games. Tomorrow night we'll tell us yeah. a lot. Well, they got Tampa, right? They got Tampa. And being back at home, playing Tampa under any circumstances mm-hmm. should be a circle it in, in red game, right? Right. But after especially the way you, you, you got beat the other night, then this team should be loaded for bear. And I, I hope we see it. And if we don't see it, then maybe you'll have some some reasons for concern. But we'll uh, we'll watch this one with interest coming up tomorrow night. That'll do it for four down territory or tour around the uh, Denver sports scene. Uh, Sean Payton, are you getting almost a Russell Wilson vibe with Sean Payton? Is he a little too Hollywood right now for you? That's next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Superbook.com. Here's Slareth and Evans. Sean Payton now will settle in as the uh, head coach of the Broncos and get to work and focus on that. But even though he was named head coach and he made the rounds here, he went right back to doing his TV stuff, finishing up that commitment. And he was certainly visible yesterday in the uh, pregame show and throughout and had this exchange with uh, Rob Gronkowski, also a Fox analyst, a very bad one, uh, right before the game when they were doing their predictions. Coach, how did we both end up in an orange tie and blue suit? I swear I sent my gray suit in. It's my doing. It's probably a little over the top. 
I got a, I got a, a job at the Broncos for you. No training camp. You're eight touchdowns shy of 100 touchdowns. I think I can get you that. And, and might be able to talk to the Walton Penner family about calling us the Denver Broncos. Guys, guys, we need your pick. Hurry up. Hey, oh, oh, I'm picking the Broncos. No, no, no. They need the game picks. Eagles by seven. I've got the Eagles by ten. Kurt, back to you. Wow, that was some really all-natural TV right Yeah, there. It was, that thing was not scripted acting. at all. That no. thing was just uh, au natural. Mm. Holy smokes. That was... That was, act- that was one guy who needs to get back into coaching and another guy who needs to get back to playing. <laughs> Holy smokes. Never mind. Never mind. Is there and I think it was I think it was uh after that's like I think that's collusion. <laughs> you know, you can't really do that. But uh would you uh what you what do you make of the idea? We just had James Merrill add on. Yeah. All right. And, and James uh, voiced something else I heard over the weekend. And this is whether or not Sean Payton is a little too, um, well, a- almost like Russell Wilson. Like just a little bit too much out there. A, a little bit too much of uh, the brand. It's it's too mm. much trying to entertain. Here is James. Sean Payton, and we saw it throughout the process, and then we're, we saw it again this past week. That guy loves himself some Sean Payton, so we already have a quarterback that is that way, a head coach that is that way that is just all about publicity and being in the limelight. It could work, and if it works, it's going to be a great show, but it could be exhausting as well, and maybe maybe I'm just you know sort of uh, hesitant based on how it went with, uh, with Russell Wilson in year one with all the hype and all the attention and him just wanting to be in front of every camera and every microphone, so... I'm a little worried about that stink. I'm actually less excited now than I was a week ago when it was uh, press conference day. Should it be a concern? Um, I would say no. There's a difference between Sean Payton, the TV analyst, and finishing his run as TV analyst, and Sean Payton, the head coach. Complete and total different deal. And how? I mean, Why? Why? Why is he a different? Why is it different? Because he's doing TV. He's paid to be a personality. He's paid to let his personality shine. When he's coaching, man, he, he like I walked into the building. I've been around him during practice. I've seen him. You know when he's grinding, and he's tired, and he's you know cranky, and I mean he is prototypical head coach. It's a totally different. He's a totally different human being. And there's no pressure doing TV. There you know, hey, so I I missed the pick. I picked him by ten. Whoop de doo, Basil. We move on. Nobody cares. Nobody remembers it. I, it just it doesn't matter. So, yeah, he's a totally different guy. He's not. He won't be running the you know running the streets trying to do appearances and all that kind of stuff. That's not who he is. I mean, that dude's a football coach. We joked about it, but there is a lot of truth to the idea that um, if you were ever a coach, right? let's say you were the offensive line coach of the Denver Broncos, mm. and you had just been hired as the Denver Broncos offensive line coach. Yes! Whatever you know of stink from radio, right. whatever you know of stink from TV, trust me, that would not be the stink that would be growling and yelling and grinding while he was doing his duties as offensive line coach. <laughs> you joked about it, but it's not a joke. Like, I would text you like, hey, what's going on? You'd be like, 
Yeah, how you doing? Good to hear from you. I gotta go. Yeah. You'd be you'd be like totally different. Yeah, who is this? <laughs> who is this? How'd you get um, my number? Right. <laughs> I mean it just is a it's a different at practice I'd be right. like, Hey Steak, how you doing? Let me ask you this. <laughs> who is Who's this guy? Right. Who is who is Sean Payton's mentor? Who's the guy that groomed him? Who's the tree that he comes out off of? Parcells. Parcells. Parcells was a different dude when he was with the media, with ESPN. Yep. Then he was as the coach of the Cowboys, the coach of the Jets, or the coach of whoever. A different dude. He was there. You know, he's been around Parcells talking to Tony Romo saying, you don't, don't become a celebrity quarterback. Be quarterback. He understands it. He, he gets that. Just a, you know, there's a, a difference doing TV. You're, you're just doinking around, having a good time. Different. So, put a ball on this. Whereas, yeah, it's it's fair to still wonder if Russ gets it. If Russ is sure. even aware of the universe. Did you see his, his whole... Yeah, dude. Yeah. Come on, that's not... Understand the moment. You so come, many you good come across, things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Read the room. How many times do we have to say that with Russ? Read the room. I don't think we're going to have to worry about Sean Payton reading the room. No. I think that's where the uh, similarities end. Uh, what's trending? Derek Carr stiffs the Raiders. Way to go, Derek Carr. What did you think of the Super Bowl commercials? What was the best one? And how about that halftime show? Getting mixed reviews. That's all coming up on What's Trending next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. What was Nick Sirianni thinking? Why did he think that hiring Vic Fangio as a two-week consultant to help his defense get ready for the Chiefs would be a good idea? Yeah. How many of you as Bron- how many of you as, as Bronco fans were just laughing? First of all, when you heard the news, and then secondly, as the game played out, the Chiefs came back to take the lead. Those two wide open touchdowns yeah. down by the goal line. Way to go, Vic! Welcome to Bronco Land. Here's what we're gonna do. We got a ten point lead at halftime. Playoff. Just relax. We don't want to strain ourselves. Go after the quarterback? No, 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 no. That could hurt us. Maybe, but maybe not. Make them drive the field. Seriously, why would you do that? I don't know. Dance with what brung you, man. You, you, you got to the Super Bowl. You were a dominant team all year long. Why would you mess with karma by, by changing anything? Well, I, and maybe he wasn't that involved, but still... It was a, a pretty yeah. marked he's deviation been, from what you'd done up until that point. He's been involved all year, though. With them? Yeah. This started in training camp when they were uh, they were scrimmaging against the Miami Dolphins. He was down there in Miami, so he started meeting with the staff down in training camp. And so they've been, and John McGannon plays a, a variation of Vic's defense, so... He's really helped helped Jonathan Gannon kind of look at some different things and different ways to to call things or different ways to leverage and play those things. So he's been a part of that organization or a part of that coaching staff kind of off and on all season long. Why do you have to bring common sense to something that we all could just enjoy as Bronco fans? Uh, 
Like, Vic I Fangio like, killing the Eagles yeah, in the Super Bowl. Like Come on. The, don't mess with my storyline. Yeah, I like to jump on that, too, but he has been around for a while. jeez. Oh, What'd you think of the Super Bowl halftime show? Uh, it was fine. You know, it was... Uh, I just kept thinking I wouldn't want to be on that little glass shelf that they keep raising way up over the stadium. Now, I know she's buckled down, right? Oh, yeah. But still... I don't know. I wouldn't be comfortable. There was even my even my six year old granddaughter was like, clearly she's lip syncing. <laughs> six year old right. granddaughter yeah. was like all over it. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, so I I guess I need to get past the idea that it's more about the production. It's more about the mm-hmm. show, right? Right. And I guess I got to get past the fact that. You know, your your halftime performer doesn't actually sing, I guess. Uh, you know, that yeah. the, the actual singing isn't really part of the show. It's the show. Yeah. Because it was a great show. Yeah, I'm sure. And we found out that she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, we were all looking at her going, I think she might be pregnant. <laughs> I think there are probably a lot of women out there watching going, Boy, I hope she's pregnant. <laughs> she kind of rubbed her belly a couple times. I, I know. thought that it was, was what it was pretty. I think it was by the way obvious just, early on. Uh, not to take you off track right now. No, why not? But I would have, I would have done that field for half. The, they spent eight hundred grand on that field. I'd yeah. have done it for half. Man, if they had put you in charge, I don't know for half. That would not have been the same issue. Every year they trot out. 150-year-old George Toma. Hey, this is the uh, the field god, the field guru. Right. He's working his, you know, 48th straight Super Bowl. You, well, you might need a new guy. Here's my theory. That, when Terry Bradshaw's like, hey, hey. Boy, is he coming across more and more like somebody who's just yelling at clouds. Did you hear what he said to Andy Reid afterwards? That the They, they can't no. come up with somebody different for the podium. What he He's like, come on over. Waddle over here, Andy. Coach Reid, waddle Ooh. over here. Have a cheeseburger on me. Can't do it. <laughs> um, but he even he was like, yeah. it's a disgrace that this field is what it's like. You know, I was, I don't know. I don't know. So if you've never seen it, that, that field comes in and out on, on these train tracks. Right. So they go, they put it outside. And I just always think that it goes outside. And then at some point you bring it in from the sunshine and it almost like, because you're bringing the air conditioning, it almost gets like a condensation built into it, and it, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what happens, but man, that thing was slicker than grease snot. It was a new field, though. They they spent eight hundred thousand on a new field. The Broncos put one uh, put a four hundred thousand dollar new field in, new turf in before their last game of the season. Didn't need to, but they did it anyway, hmm. and there were no issues. It's got to be something about moving it back indoors, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. You're the landscaping. Well, your landscaping company are my, the landscaping Michael, experts. Michael, Ayo. you can make fun of me for saying the Chiefs are a dynasty or anything you want. That's one that we don't. We, that's a, that's a yeah, we subject. Don't there. There's a that's subject. A couple line subjects. we do not cross. Right, we don't cross. Ooh. <laughs> Any Super Bowl commercials that you like? I really didn't pay attention. I did a live stream during the whole second quarter. 
Yeah, I, I really enjoyed doing that. I just was talking re- to fans. I was really looking forward to the commercials because all throughout the football season, especially during the playoffs, it has just been an endless, endless loop of phone and insurance company commercials. Mm. That's all there's been. So I was looking forward to some some fresh stuff. And was there I, any good ones? There were some good ones. Uh, did you check your TV remote when the Tubi thing came on? I, I, yeah, that I was almost like, hey, did. Who's got I the remote? Almost did. Hey, who sat on the remote? Well, did, my, did the dog? You know, my, did, did Lulu sit on the right, remote? My grandkids were over, so I thought my grandson grabbed the remote. He was like, "I'm tired of For this. I want to put on cars." Yeah. For just a second, they, it got me. Uh, the ones that I liked the most: the farmer's dog. Come on. The, the girl with the puppy and then all through the different stages of her life and then the, the, the dog is an old dog on the bed. Oh, my God. I didn't see that one. Dog commercials always get me like yeah. that. I mean, if you're a dog owner, how could that not get you? I, I really was cracked up. I was cracking up at the EV electric vehicle commercial. I think it was Ram Trucks or, or Ram uh, where the uh, the women are talking about the EV issues and they were like ED issues uh, and the poor guy's. St- sitting there with this look on his face, right? Oh, Chicka Bow Wow. Thought that was yeah, kind of funny. I thought uh-huh. I, I, that would that right. crack me up a little bit. Can never go wrong with Will Ferrell in a commercial like that. The uh, Breaking Bad spoof was was great with the chips. Oh yeah, love that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, not bad. You know the commercials haven't in, in my mind the commercials haven't been. Really, really good for a well, long time. Eight million dollars. Eight million dollars for thirty seconds doesn't get you what it used to get you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Apparently, forty million guaranteed doesn't get you what it used to either. Because the Raiders, who have made it uh, clear that they want to move on from Derek Carr, Josh, trying to work out a trade so they could get something for Derek uh-huh. Carr with the Saints, Derek eventually said, "Yeah, no thanks. Uh, cut me. Make me a free agent." Good for Derek Carr. He's like, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you guys off the hook, because he got that no trade clause in his deal. So good for Derek Carr. He wants to experience it. He wants to be courted, Mike. If you had to predict where he ends up, Derek Carr mm-hmm. is the quarterback of who next year? He could still be the quarterback of the Saints, by the way. Sure, Saints, Washington. Uh, who are some of who are some of the other teams? San Francisco, San Francisco, the Jets, the Jets. Although the Jets reportedly have asked the Packers to uh, gauge interest in an Aaron Rodgers trade. Hey, somebody's going to get a good quarterback in Derek Carr. You give him a defense, an actual representative NFL defense, Carolina. You can win with that guy. What about Carolina, Carolina, sure. Derek is a real Christian guy that down in the Bible Belt of Carolina. Sure. Frank Reich. I've got no no issues with Derek Carr. None at all. Don't either. Love for him to be our quarterback. That'll do it for uh, what is trending. You can uh, react, as always, on the Ramoslaw.com text line. Sure, we'll get a lot of Rihanna fans who are like, hey, lay off. I don't know. Just call me old school. I guess I like my singers to sing. That's all. Yeah, but I, I, I know the Super Bowl halftime show. It's a show, right? It's a show. A lot it's of not jumping a, it's around. Not, it's not a concert. It's a show. There's yeah. a difference. If you could just wrap your head around the idea that it's a show I'm or sure a concert, then then you're fine with it. The boss did a concert though. He would do a concert. Slam, <laughs> Mary Dress Wave. 
More like Elvis than uh, the boss, but uh, I, 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 get, Elvis and sing uh, full uh, I get what you're trying for there. Coming up, uh, yeah, we'll get to uh, your reaction. All things Super Bowl. Did the Eagles get jobbed? Are the... Let me ask this. I want to ask this question. Is it good for the Broncos? For the Broncos that the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions? That's next. Loosen up those joints and muscles. It's time for your 745 stretch. Here's Schlereth and Evans with the biggest story in Denver sports. A lot to uh, unpack from the uh, Super Bowl Sunday that was. By the way, I'm looking at a picture right now. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon gets the Super Bowl ring. Mm -hmm. And there's a picture going around Melvin holding up the trophy. Yeah. Smoking a stogie. Right. Acting like he really was a part of this. How many people had to touch and get to hold the Super Bowl trophy before Melvin got a chance to hold it? Um, Seriously, I'd, I'd be I'd be a Chiefs player. I'd, I'd, out of the corner of my eye, I'd be celebrating, but there'd be a part of me going, dude, put that down. Do not be taking pictures with that. I saw somebody posted Melvin Gordon's like that kid in class where he did a group project. He did absolutely nothing. And then right before he handed it in, he slapped his name on it. Yeah. Melvin. Yes. 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 We've all been. Yes. We've been part of that kind of a group. You strike me as the type of guy that would have slapped your name uh, on. Well, the I, had a, I had a I had a role. Oh, really? Yeah. And what was your role? Presenter. Presenter. Nobody wants to get up in front of the class and present. So you were you did nothing on the project but present. Nothing. Zero. I just said we're going to sit down before I present. You're going to give me the yeah. You know, you're going to give me the Cliff Notes version of what I need to know. And I'm going to go out and sell this I'll, thing. I'll go out and smoke it. <laughs> well, there it is, in front of the glass. The great Mark It was a good. There, there's the, that's a good. That's a good. <laughs> it was a good trade off. Trade off. Yeah. I Nobody wanted to get up in front yeah. of the glass and present. Right. I was like, I'm in. Yeah. I'll present. Sure. You guys do the work. Let me know when it's finished. And hey, don't cut any corners. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't cut corners, okay? Hey, you make sure you give me the correct information. I don't want to look like a fool up there. That's right. I don't want to be misrepresented. My reputation's on the line. And then when the professor would go, okay, well, that's a great presentation. Let me ask you a question. And they would give you a question. I'd go, I'd like to defer to my colleague. Lisa, what did, uh, what was the, uh, she she really knows this part of it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. This is a wreck. John, John, John can really <laughs> answer this one for you, prof. Ah, uh, Melvin, oh. Melvin Gordon. Uh, is there any... And I know right in the moment, this is this is a tough question to ask. Mm-hmm. But strictly looking at it from a Bronco perspective, is there some benefit to having the Chiefs be Super Bowl champs? Forget about the fan in you. I'm just talking about as a, a, a Bronco fan, is it looking at the Bronco, is it good to have the reigning Super Bowl champs, the team that's beaten you 15 times in a row, is it good to have them be Super Bowl champs? Um, I can't think of a benefit to it. Hear me out. Okay. Yes, that's certainly going to be the team that you're striving to beat. But 
it just ratchets everything up. Uh-huh. It just puts more urgency. You're always, you're going to always have some urgency. Hey, we got to turn this thing around. We've got to keep up and, mm. and surpass the Chiefs. We've got to figure this out. But with them sitting in your division as Super Bowl champs, that puts even more urgency on it, doesn't it? And if more, if it creates more urgency, isn't that a good thing? Do you need more urgency with a team that's beat you 15 times in a row and is your daddy? I mean, if you need more urgency than that, we got the wrong players. Seriously. I just, like, there is nothing about the Chiefs winning championships that makes me happy. I know. Nothing. I know. I know. I mean, I was I was getting so mad at the Eagles yesterday. I felt oh. so good at halftime. Up 24-14. What was it? The, the the Chiefs had barely had the ball for like an hour and a half of real clock time. Right. They were up 20 some odd minutes to like to 9 in the second half and 10 point lead and I'm just like come on now. Here we go. And one of those touchdowns, right? One of those touchdowns was a defensive touchdown, exactly. right? Exactly. So Philly went right back out on the field. Gosh. I was just like, dude, really? You had you one had job. First team in the history to have a 10-point lead at halftime of the Super Bowl, 10-point or more, and lose. Whoa, 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 whoa. Was it Atlanta up by 10 or more in that Super Bowl? What was the score in that game? All right, it was twenty eight three, right? It was twenty. Well, it was twenty eight to yeah. Unless it was, unless it wasn't ten. Can you? It was twenty one to three at half. Oh well, that's fake then. Who's uh, who's providing you I with know, I your saw that. notes? I saw it flash up. Maybe I read it wrong. Uh oh, one of the first teams. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Let me go after uh. the. Let me let me go at the whole Chiefs being Super Bowl champs beneficial from a different angle. Okay, if you say it won't from an urgency, how about the idea that it maybe makes the Broncos' quest to beat San, uh, beat Kansas City next year a little easier? Because hey, we know how difficult it is right. to repeat. Maybe you don't have the same kind of motivation. Uh, maybe maybe guys are going to want to get paid. Maybe you have to let some guys go. Right. Uh, all that kind of stuff. So maybe your job got a little easier. And I would say the same thing if you're a Raider or a Chargers fan. That hmm. that if the Chiefs had lost, maybe they'd be a little bit more on a mission. Whereas maybe now they'll be a little bit more complacent. Hey, man, when you've lost 15 in a row, you're looking for any advantage you can. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know that there, you need any more motivation, but whatever. I just I hate seeing the Chiefs get another championship. Sorry. Just bothers me. And now we have to. The Chiefs fans really have become insufferable. Insufferable. They were so much better when they were just September darlings. They were. They just knew their role. Yep. Like they're. And this is really hard for me because I am a hundred percent the exact same way. They are really gracious losers. <laughs> they are dicks when it comes to winning. I do not. And yes, yes, you just I, went oh there. Yeah. I yes, do, I do subscribe yes. to that. I do subscribe to that. Oh, no Richard Nine, we just went. Yeah, I do subscribe Raw. to that. But 
Coming from me, it seems funny. When I do it, seems funny. Seems funny, yeah. There, it seems like yeah. a, there's some... Oh, there's stink beans. Yeah, uh, just, oh, that guy's a kooky. He's kooky. <laughs> when they do it, it just really gives me a wedgie. <laughs> and they are all over oh, the text are. line today. Oh, they're brutal. Mm. There's actually part of the Chiefs I can... that That's somewhat admirable. Just that, you know... Who who doesn't like Andy Reid, right? Yeah, Mahomes is. Hey, he's the boogeyman. I, I will say those here. fans, though. God, those fans. I know. Ah, oh, you just ruin everything. Here's here's one good here's one good thing that came out of this World Championship. We can quit having to hear about you can't win a World Championship when you pay your quarterback. Right, right. Oh, by the way. Best defensive line, most sacks, like the third most sacks in history behind, behind the, I think, two Bears teams. They didn't get a sniff of Patrick Mahomes. Now, I know there's some Eagle fans. Uh, they were holding us on every play, you know. Gosh. Yeah, what happened to your vaunted uh, Eagles line of scrimmage? They're just going to dominate both lines of scrimmages. Well, they dominated their offensive line of scrimmage. But I tell you what. Well, they didn't run the ball that great. They just had Jalen Hurts, who was fantastic, by the he way. He was fantastic. Fantastic. Man, almost had a khaki pants guy. Win a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl and would have been Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, he, he was, was great. He was great. He, he was, was fantastic. He, was he awesome. really was. Can I ask you a question? Just, I don't know where this came from. It's All just right. a quick aside. What do you think about the the whole letting the pile get pushed forward type thing. Is it is that something that you're cool with, or does the NFL, who never hesitates to jump right in during the offseason and change rules just like that, if they feel it's hurting the game? Is that, you yeah. cool with that? No, I think it, so back in my day, we used to do PET field goal that way. And so you could put a guy like in the A-gap and then get a pusher behind that dude. And just try to, you know, so you always get like some six, seven dude in your job. My job, my first preseason was I was on PAT field goal block. Mike Tice was a six, seven tight end. And so I was getting on his, you know, one hand on each cheek. And so I'm trying to batter ram, make, make him a battering ram and throw him through the line of scrimmage. And then, of course, I had to face that when I was on PAT field goal, you know, on the opposite side. Um if it's illegal for the defense to do it, why is it legal for the offense to do it? I think it needs to be changed. Yeah, because I'm not the, saying I wouldn't do it. If no, the, rules oh, oh, the rule is the, the rule is the rule. You can do it, but I don't know. Fourth, fourth and one ought to have a little bit more suspense to it. Mm. There's no suspense the way the Eagles run that play. Yeah, none at all. And you know, every team's going to copy it. Got to have a quarterback that you're willing to put in harm's way. Sure. But are they really in harm's way? Eh, just kind of ride really. behind a bunch of fat guys and just kind of surf yeah, through. Like, yeah, it is kind of like body surfing. Right. Get on there. Just kind of mosh pit. Yeah. It's just mosh pit. Get on top of the backs of the old linemen and yeah. just kind of mosh pit in there. There you go. First down. Why somebody pushes your tush. <laughs> yes, pushes your tush. That's 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 the that's tush, push. Push, push, yes, tush push push yes tush push. Oh my God! Say are you ready? Push push on the tush. 
da, da, da. That was a song back in the day, remember? No. You don't remember that? No. Hmm. No. Not at all. I do. Not at all. Oh, I do. Uh, getting your reaction to uh, all things Super Bowl. Everyone complained about the officiating. I, I think the key distinction to make here with the official, with that call, is it didn't cost the Eagles the game. Correct. Correct? No. You you and I have always been in agreement with this. I, it's the loser's lament. You cannot blame a complete loss on one call. But you can have the argument that that did that's a call that should not be made at that moment. And that's a, that's another debate because you you and I are on, on opposite ends. You you seem to believe that games should be called the same throughout. Yes. That what is a call in the first, what is a penalty, what's a what's a hooking call, what's a what's a offensive foul call mm. in the first should be the same in the fourth. I just don't subscribe to that at all. I I think that when, especially the bigger the game, the bigger the moment, the Super Bowl, Game 7 of a Stanley Cup final, Game 7 of a NBA final, that the game should be called different in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, late in the third period than it is in the first. I I just do. I, I subscribe to the idea of you swallow the whistle the deeper you go into the game. You set a tone by the way you call plays during the course of a game. It's like a strike zone. Maddox. He'll throw it on the black. Gets a call. Takes it an inch and a half outside. Two inches outside. He throws it. Does he get the call? If he gets the call, you know what he does? Starts throwing it four inches outside. Because he was that pinpoint accurate. Doesn't get the call, okay, I'm going to move it back two in. But we've established the plate now, and I get two inches outside. And so I'm going to live there. And you got to keep calling it. Once you establish the plate, once you establish the way you're going to call the game, then it needs to be consistent. You didn't call that, you didn't call any of that stuff in the first three quarters. Don't call it in the fourth quarter. If you call in the first three quarters, then I know that's what we're, what we're dealing with. Like we as players know that too. Like, we feel that. We feel the way you're going to call the play or call the game. So, you know, that that to me wasn't a flag the whole game. Now, all of a sudden, when the minute 54 is a flag, shame on you guys. But I do have a theory, and I think the, the NFL is brilliant. Oh, we're going to give the NFL credit. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. They're brilliant. So they're so sick and tired of hearing about how bad the officiating is. They had George Toma purposely screw up the field. <laughs> so now guys are slipping all over, and nobody's worried about the officiating. Nobody even paid attention to it. They're all complaining about the field. True, true. Then there was so much backlash on Twitter about the field, then all of a sudden the NFL called down and go, hey, man, we're going to need a penalty to take some pressure off the field conditions. We got to scapegoat the officials? We got to scapegoat the field, George Toma, and go back to the officials. So they throw a flag at the end of the game that's a controversial call, and now nobody's talking about how bad the field is. Commissioner Brilliant. Riddle.
When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 